We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What are you guys doing out here? It's Halloween, we've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps like trying to play hide and seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Run! Go home now! set the fire. No one told you. <gasps> told me what? Michael Myers is alive. A man couldn't have survived that fire. Forty years ago, the boogeyman came for us. We are the survivors of Michael Myers. Lori, what do we do? We fight. Mom, our family will kill him. We're gonna hunt him down and we're gonna put an end to this. He is not gonna stop killing until we stop him. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. Someone's in our house. He is coming for me, but I'm coming for him. week's bonus review keeping with the theme of halloween specifically the movie halloween from 1978 we have halloween 3 technically in this new timeline Uh, we have the sequel to halloween 2018 halloween kills it's directed by david gordon green it's starring question mark jamie lee curtis uh judy greer's in it too Andy Matichuk, your main three final girls from the first movie. Yep. I sound as as confused and as 
Ron Burgundy reading a teleprompter because I don't know how to say that they're the stars of this movie. Uh, technically, I guess it really stars Anthony and Michael Hall and yep. Dylan Arnold and a whole mess of characters as Michael Myers survived the this is all in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything, survived the fire that was set uh, at the end of Halloween 2018 and is back to run amok and is and kill everybody. That is quite simply the very basic plot of this movie. We have not talked about this movie yet, Oz. We have not. And when we talked about the Halloween franchise in our final review of Halloween 1978, I made a point to say that all these sequels are bad. And there are a couple that, while being above average, or average to above average, we'll call them that. Halloween 2018... Thinking back on what you said, I have more issues with it than you do, but it's one of the better sequels in this franchise. H2O, I will stand for. And it's funny because what those two movies have in common are a very strong Jamie Lee Curtis performance. And now what else they have in common are very poor sequels that overshadow how bad, how really good the Jamie Lee Curtis performance is by then doing nothing with her in the next movie. Oh my God, this movie's so bad. And I, I'm trying to find positives. And I wrote down a bunch and I, I could not find enough to overshadow how bad this movie is. Us. It is shockingly awful. Honestly, if you had told me that they brought in a whole new team to just slice this thing together on you know half the budget or something like that, I would have believed it. Because I actually, I like the 2018 one. I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. This is not a good movie. It's not just that there's nothing there thematically, or this is a very light spoiler, but that Jamie Lee Curtis is recuperating from her injuries from the first movie for basically the entire runtime and thus not really in this. Um, Aside from that heinous choice, even the action is bad. It's incompetently staged. It's poorly edited. It's in all the previews. And there was some controversy because I don't know, firefighters were triggered or something by the fact that Michael Myers kills a bunch of firefighters in this movie. That scene, I don't understand how anyone could be upset by it because you can't tell what the fuck is going on. It is a mess. There are maybe two good classic conventional kill scenes in this one of course is fully spoiled in the trailer and another one is hinted at in the trailer otherwise it is it is just a miserable slog to sit through and it's predicated on all of these survivors from the 1978 movie in some cases played by the same actors in some cases recast quite strangely and I, I, I get that they're going for something. They're doing a, a riff on Frankenstein. They're doing this mob justice mentality. But pardon me for not quite believing that this entire town is going to be fixated on something that happened 40 fucking years ago. Like, I'm sure there was a murder in, in my New Jersey town like 40 years ago that I've never fucking heard of because towns move on. It was like it was three people in the original movie. And I know it's sort of eliding the canon and pretending that Michael Myers had killed like 70 people in 1978, in which case this sort of shared trauma thing they're going for would work. But it just doesn't when it's predicated on 
the the movie from 40 years ago. It's very silly as a premise. I, I look, it, they've been kind of open about the fact that uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride have been pretty open about the fact that they had envisioned two movies, Halloween and Halloween Ends. And then the studio was like, hey, we really like Halloween. Why don't we make it a trilogy? So they decided to just slap on this thing in between the two movies they were actually planning on doing. And boy, does it show. <laughs> I've been reading a little bit about David Gordon Green, the director of this movie in Halloween 2018. And like he's been greenlit this Exorcist trilogy. So he's going to be rebooting another Halloween franchise for like and, $500 million. So like he's going to be around this genre for a while. And his roots are in comedy. And sometimes it works when you give a comedy director. I'm very, uh, I, I speak glowingly about how much I love Get Out and what. Jordan Peele has done in the horror genre. I'm a big fan of Us. I like his Twilight Zone series. Like, this can work. And I wanted to know if, if David Gordon Green, specifically in 2018, with all the nods to the rest of the franchise, is just a really big fan of this franchise. And that's why all these Easter eggs and why he felt the need to bring back Lonnie and Tommy and uh, who's the other one? Who's the big one? Oh, Lindsay. The, so basically Lindsay, the two yep. the two kids that were being babysit in 1978 or babysat in 1978 are in this movie. Lonnie, the little boy that is referenced to as being a friend of the dads in Halloween 2018, is the kid that uh, Loomis yells, Lonnie, get out of here or something midway through the movie when he's sneaking into the Myers house. And then... The nurse, Marion, that Marian, yep. is in the car with Loomis when Michael Myers escapes. All of these people are brought back, as Oz said, either referenced in this movie or quite literally the actor comes back from that movie to play themselves in this movie. And so I wanted to know if David Gordon Green was such a fan of the franchise that to pay homage to all of these characters was just something he wanted to do. And he said that his favorite sequel of the 1978 movie is Halloween 2. And that he's seen that movie more than 1978, more than the original, the good one. And what this movie feels like, and you just hinted at it, which now I think confirms my theory, is that he wanted to make a Halloween and a Halloween 2. And because the studio wanted three movies, that little gap when Michael's disappeared and they're looking for him in um in 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 the neighborhood and when he there's that one take that we like that's in halloween 2 uh where he goes and steals the knife from the old couple and then he's walking through the neighborhood uh all the shops and like while they're still looking for him it's like that whole 30 minute gap in halloween 2 is this entire movie because it all supposed to end at the hospital, which is all of Halloween too. So there's not even like an original idea here. The whole mob mentality and the commentary on it doesn't work, which is why the plot and the, the, the screenplay, how many more times are you going to tell us that even though he's not here, he'll always be with us. Gee, I wonder if that was going to be foreshadowing for later in the movie. And then I mentioned in the Halloween final review how much I don't like gratuitous gore. And if you're going to go that route, the movie has to be that. You then can't take yourself so seriously that it's supposed to be about this larger commentary about villainizing people and, and people just going along with the crowd and, and all of that stuff. 
it just all of it is a mess in this movie. And then there's the like you said, the the kills that work. There's two moments where I went, yo, and like you said, they're both in the trailer. And this is the last thing I'll say. The number one red flag for me when I start to get worried about a movie is if the trailer shows the entire movie, like shows too much narrative. And I'll admit the first time I saw the trailer for Halloween Kills, I was like, huh, I feel like I just saw the whole movie. I'm a little concerned. And lo and behold, my concerns seem justified. Uh, this is, I think, consistent with the rest of the franchise, to be honest, that even when I start to think that some of this is done well, the, a bad sequel is just around the corner. And this is a very bad sequel. Was- this is rough. You know, it's it's interesting, too, what you say about the trailer, because... Th- they NBC Universal didn't didn't even understand what they had here. This thing made fifty million dollars at the box office this weekend, thereabouts. The numbers are still rough, and they put it day and date on Peacock. Yeah. Now, granted, nobody uses Peacock that I know. <laughs> I just I, I I'm the only person that has Peacock. But um, wow, they just they had they had no concept whatsoever of what the market wanted or of how to actualize this movie. Clearly, people still want good Michael Myers stories. It's just a character that is more relevant and more present than all of the other major slasher figures that, you know, we talked about last week. Uh, you know, the other thing about this movie is Jamie Lee Curtis is is what I like best about this series. I think her her work, you, you, you touched on this, but the movies that I think largely we agree are the three strongest are the three where she has the most to do and the ones where she where we think the less the least of she's not only dead for them, but not even like referenced. It's just she's just gone. And to lay her in a hospital bed for the bulk of the runtime of this movie is an incredibly poor creative decision. And I have no idea if there are, are shooting issues around it, if she was doing something else or whatever, whatever to, to lay up the most interesting part of this story. Uh, it, it's a, it's a tragic decision for, for this thing creatively. Cause even when look, the, the first one's kind of dumb, but at least has that, the first David Gordon Green one is kind of dumb, but at least has the cute podcaster angle. It, <laughs> it leans into this true crime popularity bug. There, there's, there's something vaguely appealing about the side story in that one. Pulling these fucking characters from 40 years ago that, that uh, look, I, I just watched these movies and there were a few times where I was like, who the fuck is that? Oh, that's one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. I guess that that's who played that character once upon a time. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand. Is there, is there a hardcore fandom for Halloween that, that captures these characters in a way that would make Kevin Feige embarrassed at how deep it's cutting? Like it's really Maybe there is just a Halloween cinematic universe that is far more important to people than I've ever realized. But I have a literal Halloween thing up behind me right now as like Halloween, the movie thing, a newspaper clipping of the murders in the original movie up behind me as we podcast right now. And I didn't fucking know who these characters were. <laughs> like, come on. I will say I picked up on the sheriff, the the father of the uh, the friend that gets murdered in 1978 that uh, is screaming, you let him out in Halloween 2, which, again, just goes back to my theory that I really think they just wanted to make a Halloween 1 and 2, and there's nothing all that 
original in this movie compared to uh, if you want to give credit to Halloween Kills for anything, I think it's going to make me like Halloween 2018 a little bit more, which I leaving the theater when I saw it in 2018, I could I did not think was possible. Having said all of that, I will say that one of the notes I wrote down when I noticed they were bringing back like Tommy and um, and Lindsay and Marion and, and all of these characters that are deep in the franchise as somebody who loves Cobra Kai and loves how they've played on the Hey, remember that nostalgia of that franchise and which largely doesn't have a lot of it has one really great movie and then. The rest are kind of hit or miss or take it or leave it, however your pre- whatever your preference is. And then really just plays off of Easter eggs. And with this movie, I was like, okay, I'm on board if you're going to bring all of these characters back. The problem, and I can't say it because it's a spoiler, is the execution. Where they all end up just leads to nowhere. So as a result, I don't know why you didn't just continue the story of the first one. Now, I also I also don't know us. Maybe you can answer this. Like, where could they have gone other than to just do Halloween 2 all over again? Make the movie at the hospital. I, I don't think Halloween 2 all over again is the worst idea in concept. I, I think the notion that he's not actually dead and is really pissed off because they just almost killed him. So now he's going to kill the entire town. I, I actually think that's a pretty good elevator pitch for a Halloween movie. They just do it by focusing on these, you know, peripheral characters for the entire time. And I, I don't I don't care. And it's weird. It's weird, too. The, the, the tonality is just there. I, I have no idea what they're going for here, because th- some of the kills in this are the cruelest, nastiest kills in the entire franchise. So it's doing as far as you can to uh, away from humanizing the Michael Myers character. Not that you should humanize the Michael Myers character, but this is, you know, fucking savage murders of defenseless old people. And then at the same time, we're supposed to to feel bad that Anthony Michael Hall and his cadre of cameos want to, you know, burn this guy to the ground. This guy should be burned to the ground. He's an actual unkillable demon monster thing. It would be good if this guy was killed. So I just I don't know. I have no idea. None. What they want us to take away from it, unless it's some sort of like, oh, mob violence is bad. But also (laughs) so is Michael Myers. Like, no idea. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Can I point out just, I guess, three things that I did, I kind of liked, which is why There's my one- my score is not a zero, but okay, what, what did you like? What did you well, like? No, I agree. I want to hear that. And there, I want to say there's one thing I want to, I like that's a spoiler, which I won't, I, I will save know, it, we sh- we'll we'll save it at the okay. very end, but there's one, there's one particularly good thing about the ending that I think is worth talking about. Okay. So then one thing I do like is the fact that they finally, this is a spoiler, but I don't care. Honestly, they finally sold that fucking Myers house. I've been tired of seeing <laughs> all of these sequels where it's like the house has never been sold again. No one lives there, which adds to your point that there wouldn't be this trauma in this neighborhood about that house. Another f- couple is living there right now. So clearly they've moved on. And if Michael Myers has been locked away for all these years, this story, like, yes, there would be trauma that that why Tommy is still dealing with this. Why? why I don't know. Why Lonnie would still be dealing with this, but why everybody else that was in the house that night in 1978 would still be dealing with this. The town's moved on. And if you want to play the small town thing where because it happened in this, like, th- there's been a lot of docs about this, that this small town has never been the same because they're now known as the place like Amityville in Long Island. That's a thing. You go to Amityville. Because you want to go see the house where it happened. And obviously there's been movies that have happened since. Then. I was going to say, would it, would it even be a thing if there weren't, you know, like five Amityville horror movies? Fair. But like when I was growing up, the first thing I was taught about Amityville, like living 20 minutes away from it, was this thing happened where like this guy snapped and killed his whole family. And then a bunch of years later, they made movies about it. Like I was taught about the murders before the movies, which is why... Like, I get it. The When a town is known for something heinous happening, that's what it's known for. We kind of see this now with, like, shootings, you know? Like, when I say Aurora, Colorado, you think of the theater shooting for The Dark Knight Rises, you know? Like, that happens. I get it. This town has clearly moved on in the last 40 years to the point where in real estate... Michael Myers' house is not his. That's not the Myers' house anymore. And I, I mean, yes, they're telling the story, but to the point where that couple, I, I really don't think it's a spoil to say that 
what happens to them is what you'd expect in a Michael Myers movie um, is also a little over the top and gratuitous to the point where Michael then also decides to rearrange them in their wedding photo. Anyway, um, I did like that that house is finally sold. That is one big thing. Um, I like that they acknowledge that and I, I guess I really don't love this fact, but I like that they acknowledge that their husband died in the first movie. Judy Greer and her daughter have a moment when they're like, oh, yeah, our dad died. Our fa- <laughs> like a, a person of our immediate family is now missing. Like in the first movie, he's just disposed of in one of the worst kills of that movie. And then like, I don't even think they find him. I think Lori finds him stuffed yeah. in a closet. So like he dies off screen for them. And I, I just I'm, I like that that is acknowledged and it's given one dramatic moment where Lord, where uh, Judy Greer is looking at her wedding rings and you're able to be like, OK, we have a real actor on screen. Great. It's played off for a laugh later because of how bad the screenplay is. But for that, I like. And then this is, I guess, the lowest of bars. But I think Michael Myers is effective again as a. As the big bad in one of these sequels, I do think the Michael Myers trope of being the best hide and seek player of all time <laughs> and then coming out when you find when you can't find him and just be like, Peek-a- I guess it's peekaboo or hide and seek and then murdering everybody. He was effective as the villain in this. I just think this movie tries to take the worst parts of like the Rob zombiness of it and add seriousness to the story, which just does not work at all. And what what you liked is a spoiler. So do you want to hint at? So uh, first, look, uh, two sort of spoiler thoughts. So I will keep myself to a minute here. Fast forward a minute if you need to. I thought the mob scene at the end where they try to kill Michael Myers and then Michael Myers wakes up and kills all of them in montage was one of the most embarrassing things I've seen in a major studio movie this year. It's just really bad and incomprehensible why they thought that was a good idea. But I think killing off Judy Greer, who really didn't have anything to do in this movie, despite being pretty good in the first one, uh, I think that's an interesting sort of daring creative choice. It's the only thing about this movie that made me sit up and go, wow, that that's actually, that's something I didn't expect to happen. And while, you know, Laurie needs to kill Michael is obviously where three was going, whether they kill off the Karen, I think her name is Karen character or not. Um, I, I just, I, I, there, it was one moment that actually got me with surprise and, and I'm, I'm grateful that there was one one moment and to leave it on a high note is probably the thing that's most salvaging the movie in my opinion it actually wet my appetite for halloween ends even though i found this one to largely be miserable so this is a weird comp but remember the hunger games movies where the third and fourth one were like part 1 and part 2 and were so clearly meant to be one movie but money you know Yes. So that I think that just is so clearly made here that there is one movie probably between Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And what we now know is that the first of that one movie is really bad. How bad, though? Oz, what would your score be on Letterboxd? I I don't know, like a four out of ten. 
All right, that's I which is it, probably even higher, probably even higher than I thought. I would say, but like a four out of ten. It, look, I, I I look at these things both from an enjoyment perspective, but it is at least it's competently made in most parts. Aside from the more actiony action scenes, it's well lensed. The score is quite good, as usual for these. A four out of ten. I was digging the overall like commentary on again mob mentality for a while and then just the direction it goes it just does not work and especially when the rest of your movie if you're trying to tell like a parable like Halloween 1978 you then can't have what happens to the uh the mental health patient the the asylum patient you can't have what happens to him and then show it on screen so gratuitously and it just it doesn't work like Tonally, those are not working for me. I can't be thinking about like society, but then also like reacting in a way to seeing that on screen. So I just it doesn't work for me. That's why it's mine is a three out of ten. The three things that I mentioned are the one, two, and That's three <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> okay. Uh would this I would this change anything about your letterbox? Uh, about your uh final review scores? No, nothing. Okay. It's not coming close to rating and anything. I will say it ranked higher in the series than I had expected. I, I re-ranked the series. That's a better question. What, what are we putting it above? So I actually, and I could really be, it's coin flip with one of these, but I have it at, at sixth or seventh in the series. So okay. the, the, the clear top three for me, or the clear, look, Halloween one is the best, 2018 and H2O, and then two and three from the original series are my very clear top five. I have this as roughly a coin flip with four as two movies that are are both pretty bad, but at least I guess they're somewhat watchable. And then, you know, Resurrection, uh, six producers cut, uh, the Rob Zombie five and the second Rob Zombie at the bottom for me. So I have it ahead of Resurrection. I have it ahead of the second Rob Zombie movie. I have it ahead of four, five, and six. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm closer to you than I think. Do I have it ahead of the first Rob Zombie movie? God damn, I think I do too. This franchise is really bad, so it ends up yeah. being sixth for me also. It's not It's not praise of this movie. It's damnation of the other movies in this series. They're very, very bad. We had very little to say. Oh, what did you think of the score, by the way? The, it, it was went, good. No, it was good. It was okay. one of my favorite. It was one of my favorite elements of the movie. It was the score. It might be the single thing that I I liked best. I'll just say my only spoiler is when he gets his mask taken off. I was I was mixed on whether like do I want to see his face? This feels like something that you save for the third movie, or if you you save for something final. And I just I knew like there's a sequel coming next year. There's not there's nothing final that's about to happen and then he just puts his mask back on it felt like a tease like if he's gonna if he says something like he was if he says words in halloween ends i think i'll react as like oh my god michael myers speaks but then i won't actually like it which is probably how i reacted to this i don't understand the the mythology of him being without his mask it's not like there's a famous actor under there so I, I i and he was maskless for a good portion of the of the first david gordon green but who 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 cares you know if they're if 
if like The Rock was underneath there or something like that, and there's a cute little cameo that we can all smirk at. That's wonderful. how we make this movie work. If The Rock <laughs> is underneath the Michael Myers mask, I'm all in. David Gordon Green, make that your Halloween three. <laughs> we fixed it there. Oh, you're you know, welcome. One, one qu- before we break, one question: what did what did you think of the flashbacks? The me and Earl and the dying girl and the flashbacks. <laughs> That's where he's from. Oh my god. Fine. I I was wondering where Loomis came from because that is a spot on Loomis look. And I was wondering if it was additional footage, but I don't care about this movie enough to go find out if they use additional footage because they get a spot on Loomis impersonator uh, to play Loomis in the flashback um, or Donald Pleasant's impersonator to play Loomis in the flashback. It's actually the film's um, art director wearing a bunch of prosthetics. And really? Yeah. That is then there. That's a that's another impressive thing that falls under the three. Also, the making Will Patton making Coach Yost important to the story, where it's like he has this backstory that makes him also have a vendetta against Michael Mar- Myers, or like a need for closure, almost as if he's as equal to Laurie Strode. And I'm sorry, but no. No. Please abandon that storyline immediately. I don't know if because her daughter is now dead, uh, Laurie Strode's going to like, I almost wonder, like, are they going to hook up in the next movie? Are we going to see? It, they're definitely teasing that. Yeah, which I'm sorry, I don't care. I, I just do not care. I get what they're doing, though. They need to, the the obvious ending for Halloween ends is that Laurie dies killing Michael Myers. It's hard to imagine a different ending. And I think by giving her a love interest, it allows them to at least tease the possibility of some sort of, you know, redemptive freeing arc. Do you like that? For her? No, it's silly. Of course okay, she has good. to die to kill Michael Myers. And with the things that happen at the end of this movie, it's even clearer that she has to die killing Michael Myers to, to make it work. But too bad because Will Patton's a, a really, really good actor who, doesn't get enough good roles that I mean, I guess this is a role in a movie. A lot of people will see at least, but yeah, but you know, he's just really like good. Laurie, like he's and stuff up he's in great. a hospital bed the entire time. Mm-hmm. I, mm, okay. Well, if this worked for you, listener, as always, I'm happy for you. It's available on Peacock. If you want to rewatch it and stream it, uh, but that'll do it for our review of Halloween kills. I think that'll do it for us overall. If you dig the show, as always, head on over to iTunes, drop a five-star rating and review. We'll be back later this week with a final review of the 1979 classic by Ridley Scott with The Last Duel hitting theaters, which I think will be our bonus review next weekend. Uh, We'll be going back to 1979 to review Alien, the first of the Alien franchise. I'm excited to dive into that. But thank you for tuning in. Have a good week and tune in for another final review. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com